sweet land of liberty, our founding fathers not only pledged, but gave their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor to obtain our God-given liberty. Now it's our turn. Liberty can only thrive if it's alive in the hearts of a freedom-loving people. I'm Dan Matthews, and I'm pleased to welcome you to Freedom's Ring. Here's our host and constitutional lawyer and minister, Alan Reinach. Welcome back to Freedom's Ring, my friend. Earlier this year, the United States State Department put on what they're calling a ministerial to advance religious freedom, a gathering of some thousand leaders from around the world, from governments, from faith organizations. Our guest today was there, and I've asked her to to tell some stories of the extraordinary advocates who were honored at that event. Luanne Sabatier is communication director for a wonderful organization doing wonderful work on religious freedom issues globally, 21 Wilberforce, on the web at 21wilberforce.org. Luann, welcome back to Freedom's Reign. Hi, thank you. I'm glad to be here. And we sure appreciate the work that you're doing and that, that your organization is doing. So this was the first time that the State Department gave out these International Religious Freedom Awards, right? Correct. And Um, what prompted that? Well, this actually was the second ministerial. And let me back up just as a point of explanation, because I wasn't really clear on it. Um, There are ministerial uh, that are held all around the world by governments. Um, and, And actually, that derives from the Latin word minister, meaning servant. And so I think if you know that, you might think about this meeting a little different. So this is a meeting to advance religious freedom around the world, and it's called a ministerial, so we can all be a part of that and help serve that. So the first one was held in Washington, D.C. last year. They convened the second one a few weeks ago. And when they were doing the programming, um, they realized that amongst the gathering, the foreign government delegates, the religious leaders, the policymakers, that they really wanted to put the focus on the people who are survivors of persecution and advocates of persecution in those countries. So they did two things. First of all, uh, let me frame it. They invited 30 survivors of persecution from around the world, including Nobel Peace Prize winner Nadia Murad, who was a Yazidi um, captured in Iraq um, by ISIS, Uh, the prisoner of conscience, Pastor Andrew Brunson, who was held um, Mm -hmm. and then released in Turkey and so on. And over the three days, they wove uh, those testimonies. People addressed the audience um, for maybe 15 minutes, and they were allowed to not only tell their story, but some positive asks. Here's how you can help the work I'm doing or what's happening in that country. Alongside that, the U.S. government, prior to the ministerial, asked all their embassies, there are 600 embassies around the world, if there was someone that they were aware of in that country who was uh, humbly or quietly working to advance religious freedom. And several uh, embassies nominated individuals, and of that, five countries, six individuals, one's a husband and wife, uh, were decided on to uh, bestow the first International Religious Freedom Awards. So those six individuals who demonstrated incredible courage and perseverance were invited to come And they were honored. They shared their stories 
but they were honored and really called out for their exemplary work. So let's dive into some of these stories because, yeah, these are just, you know, we have things so easy in this country. And look, you and I, we've given years of our lives and our career to to religious freedom, but in relative ease and, uh, you know, economic, uh, you know, if not luxury, certainly, uh, right. Uh, right. certainly much better circumstances than what people are dealing with countries around the world. And, Absolutely. you know, they're paying a huge price for advocating for religious freedom. So let's Let's jump right into okay. some of these stories. All right. Um, first country would be Iraq. And um, remind everyone, it was, uh, matter of fact, this week is the fifth anniversary of the surge that ISIS made in the Nineveh Plain in 2014. And um, William and Pascal Warda um, were both, she had worked in the government and he um, worked um, in human rights and human relations. And both of them stepped up and founded together Hammurabi Human Rights Organization. And this was a nonprofit that's apolitical that monitors violations that were happening then and continue to in Iraq, um, provide help, direct some of the humanitarian assistance on the ground, and also uh, documenting uh, some of the atrocities. And so uh, William and Pascal have just done incredible work beyond their vocation. Um, they've dedicated their lives to this. And uh, they have uh, been also helping preserve the historical identity of religious minorities following the rise of ISIS. So that's the word of Zabirak. Um, Next, let's travel to Brazil. And many people may not think that there is religious discrimination or persecution in Brazil, but actually there is in almost every country in the world. We have Ivanir dos Santos, and he is an Afro-Brazilian activist, academic, and faith leader. He launched something called the Commission to Combat Religious Intolerance, and he brings together different religious groups, the police, even the public prosecutor's office, and they, they assist victims. They help document cases of religious intolerance. And what's really interesting is he spearheaded the first walk in defense of religious freedom in Rio de Janeiro, calling for an end to intolerance. And so we've heard of cancer walks or walk or raising right. funds for leukemia. And he he thought this was some way that the general public could learn that you may not experience it, you may not know it, but this is something you can get out and do to support and defend religious freedom. And kind of be what a, a wonderful builder. idea, doing a walk for freedom. That's a and tremendous I idea. So simple. Simple and it's grassroots and and he was showing that you don't just have to start a nonprofit. There are so many things that we as one individual citizen can do. Let's move to Nigeria now. And Nigeria, they honored the Imam Abukar Abudali. And he's lived there for 60 years. He's led his Muslim community at a mosque. Very interesting. The land that mosque was built on was provided by the Christian community. And he was so grateful when they did that 60 years ago that he then made a lifelong commitment to try to understand um, and work with Christians um, and the Muslims. And this was way before we had non-state actors and extremists in Islam. 
So what happened about a year ago, his village was being attacked and he wasn't, the Muslims weren't the Christians. They came to kill the Christians. And he ushered, he went to a service and ushered 262 Christians into his home and the mosque and hid them and then confronted the gunmen who were and refused to allow them in. And he spared their lives. And he even offered to sacrifice his. And, and that the ultimate a supreme example of, uh, you know, in a tribe, in a dusty country, one man whose faith bridged uh, and saved hundreds. Uh, then let's. You know, Luann, I got I to gotta stop you here because, you know, there's so much propaganda in our country that is designed to set Christians against Muslims mm-hmm. and to paint, you know, with. And look, whenever we stereotype and say, well, you know, all Muslims are, you know, murderous, uh, terrorists, whatever. Um, you know, it, it's just so obscene, frankly. But there's so many wonderful examples of, you know, like this. This is just tremendous where, you know, people of any faith are capable of rising to to the best of what it means to be human and to, to respect the image of God and one another, regardless of, of our faith. We're, we're human beings. And it's so important to to learn to see that regardless of what anybody else believes. Well, to your point, it's interesting because I actually have been to Nigeria three times and do a lot of work there with Boko Haram, the, the militant herders. And I think that many people were surprised because in the north, uh, northern part of the country, uh, where Boko Haram has done most of their damage. And by the way, you know, they're just an outgrowth of ISIS in the Middle East. Um, the Christians are under attack. And so people were surprised that a Christian was not honored. I thought it was incredibly um, great foresight to show exactly to your point. Yes, that is the contention there. But there, you can't label everyone. And the extremist ideology, which is now um, taking hold in many countries, um, does not represent all the people of Islam. And yes, I'm a Christian also, but we have myths, we have um, misinformation. And so I believe the State Department um, chose him to honor him, uh, not only because of the individual act, but exactly to your point that there are Muslims who will defend, many of them, who defend the right of freedom of religion and belief, no matter what you believe. And they're not trying to convert or bring you over uh, into Islam. Yeah, and it's so important for Christians and Muslims to work together for our mutual religious freedom, because the fact is, each one of us are being persecuted somewhere. Exactly. And if you really believe and honor that, it's it doesn't say freedom of my belief, it's freedom of religion or belief, and, and that's any religion or any belief. And um, for example, 21 Wilberforce, you know, we are a Christian um, nonprofit organization, but our worldview, but we totally believe in the UN Declaration, Article 18, and which has been adopted by most countries, uh, many of them around the world, and that um, that it is a God-given right to choose um, how you should believe and follow your conscience. So I think we have time for one more story. Mohammed Youssef from Sudan. Yes. 
Yes, Mohammed, and I actually had an opportunity to spend some time with him during the ministerial. And he is a Sudanese human rights initiative co-founder, and he is a Muslim-majority Sudanese lawyer, and he has worked tirelessly for rights awareness for all faiths, and he has been repeatedly jailed over the last several years. Uh, most recently, he was detained for five months. And he was freed. Uh, there were some peaceful protesters outside the prison, and he was finally freed. And I won't even share with you. He said to me, when I return from this ministerial, I know I will be arrested when I arrive at the airport. Um, and I will be detained again. And um, so I said, why do you come? And he said, you know, I didn't come for the notoriety. I didn't come for the award. I came to raise awareness about the plight of the people in Sudan. And, and also let them know that, to your point, that there are Muslims who are advocating for everyone. And so um, just, you know, in closing, all of these individuals, you know, they risk their reputation, they risk their well-being, and many of whom practice faiths different from their own. And, and I hope that it will inspire your listeners, as if the people of the ministerial, and it did me. You know, these are ordinary citizens, though. These are ordinary citizens doing extraordinary things. And that's what I want to leave you with. They just have a belief and courage. Well, and I think it's always, you know, everybody is just an ordinary person until something takes hold of them and they have to dedicate themselves to serving others, to serving the cause of religious freedom, for example. Um, Thank you so much for these inspiring stories. Our guest today, Luanne Sabatier, Communication Director for 21 Wilberforce, on the web at 21wilberforce.org, telling us these wonderful stories of these religious freedom awardees from the recent ministerial put on by the State Department. Thank you so much for being with us, Luanne. Thank you. As we close, folks, remember, freedom is definitely not free. Be informed, get involved, Join the North American Religious Liberty Association, producer of Freedom's Reign. And you can find Marla, as we call it, on the web at religiousliberty.info. Be sure to listen to Freedom's Ring on SoundCloud or on iTunes. This has been Freedom's Ring. I'm your host, Alan Rana. Until next week, let Freedom Ring. <laughs>